Welcome to Golf Better at Edwin Watts Golf. Episode 125. That's right, a buck 25. Hello, everyone. My name is Tom Purcell. Thanks so much for joining us. It's been a long road. It's been a fun road. Whether you're a first-time listener or long-time subscriber to the show, either way, we don't care. And we've got a couple of pretty interesting guests, some special guests. We'll call them the Road Warriors, and they're actually doing that right now. First of all, the Director of Player Development from Cleveland Strixon Golf, Mr. Mike Dunphy. Mike, how you doing, man? Doing great. Thanks, Tom. And who you got with you there? I got Michael Jolly with me, who's uh, worked with me a couple of years after a stint of working on the PGA Tour, and uh, we're on our way to uh, what's called the NGA Tour, which was formerly the Hooters Tour, to in Tallahassee, first week out, to see a few of our uh, staff players and, uh, you know, check the temperature. Yeah, when I said road warriors, I certainly wasn't exaggerating. You guys are literally on the road, had to pull off the road to get a better connection uh, off I-10 somewhere east of Tallahassee. But uh, uh, thanks for joining us, Michael. Glad you could join us, too. Appreciate you having me. Nice to be on. Hey, Mike, we talked off the air, but everybody has a special start with this game where they fall in love with it and kind of get hooked. Talk about you growing up and getting your start learning the game of golf and how you got to where you are now. Well, I was I was fortunate. I, I grew up in the Midwest, and, uh, you know, my dad was a, was a football coach, and I started playing golf, a little nine-hole golf course, and was fortunate enough to, to, to improve enough to be able to go to college and, uh, I ended up going to uh, University of Alabama at Birmingham, uh, UAB, and uh, uh, like anybody else, pointed my level of uh, incapability and ended up being the golf coach there in the 90s from about 91 to 98. And in 98, I was uh, offered a job with a company uh, then, only a, about a $29 million company called Cleveland Golf. We were, uh, they were getting ready to do some different things from uh, the tour and uh, – I was the I was offered the job to be their first what they called the collegiate coordinator. So I basically had the opportunity to come in and put together everything they were going to do from a grassroots collegiate standpoint. And 14 years later, I still do quite a bit of that, but it's uh, there's a lot of different things that uh, that go along with it now. I think my job has been very dynamic in our company as we've grown. Yeah, Michael, how about you? How did you get your start in the game? Uh, I grew up in uh, in North Carolina, and uh, like Mike, was fortunate to to, to play a place and and uh, improve, and uh, ended up going to college to play golf at UNC Charlotte. And uh, right out of college, I went to work for for Cleveland Golf, uh, kind of a in our what we call our tech fan program. Uh, I was on the road doing that for those guys are are really the road warriors. Uh, did that for six months or so and, and got the opportunity to, to go out on a PGA tour and, and build golf clubs for, for our tour staff out there and uh, uh, just the last couple of years I've, I've come to work with Mike and really intrigued by the developmental process part of helping uh, these young guys get better and move forward and uh, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, everybody thinks that the, that life out on tour—it's it's glamorous. It's kind of for the young and and the, and and strong because it's it's going all the time. But what you guys are doing now is so much more than that. Like you said, you're heading to Tallahassee right now to check out some of the some of the young stable and make sure things are going well with them. Talk about what you guys do and when when you're finding talent. Because Mike, you talked about it when you're working in the collegiate side of it. You were you were seeding product and and also trying to trying to sow or reap some players from what you've sown, right? Well, 
we just have a maybe a different view of it than maybe some of the other OEMs. Uh, I truly believe it's the most critical period for a player, uh, whether he's going to be able to decide whether he plays on the PGA Tour or not. It's, it's more like from the age 22 to 27. And uh, obviously for every Ricky Fowler you're going to have, uh, you're going to have another person that, uh, like a Keegan Bradley, where, you know, it's uh, identified a little different, and we just think that uh, that that sort of uh, age 22 to 27, as I said, is a is a very critical period, and it's where the sorting out process takes place. Uh, there is some sorting out in college, uh, but at the end of the day, it's uh, we've been able to identify talent still past that. Uh, we probably are not ever going to be in position to or want to sign a. 16 or 17 year old to a contract uh, just because as I said the developmental process has to take its uh, place and for every for every AJGA All-American that makes it there's probably five that don't and uh, we've just done it a little different it's worked for us and uh, I'm uh, kind of happy that uh, the company I work for has given me the uh, autonomy to be able to make the, the decision on that. You you hear about the success stories, obviously Keegan Bradley, and we really want to talk about about him and what he's done. But th- does there come a time when you have to look some some kids in the eye and say, you know, maybe this isn't right? I mean, that's a tough decision to make. Uh, yeah, there does. The the one thing about this game is that's uh, different from maybe the others is you're the one that decides when to clean your locker out. Nobody comes and cleans it out for you. Right. And, uh, you know, guys Guys develop at different ages. Uh, you know, a guy like Kevin Streelman, who we've had in development, you know, he didn't get his tour card until he was 29. And uh, same with uh, Steve Marino. It was just a little bit later. So sometimes it takes just as long as it takes. But, you know, all these guys that we recruit, that we've had in development, they're, they're all, you know, really talented. They're all special people. They were handpicked for a reason. So when you do have to kind of sit down and say, hey, look, this isn't uh, going where it needs to, what are we going to have to change so that there's opportunity for you to be able to play at the next level? Because really nobody wants to play the EGOF Canadian Hooters Tour their whole life. I mean, it, they just, it just doesn't work that way. So um, we've been fortunate to have a, a lot of the guys that we have that in development, if they don't end up getting a nationwide or PGA Tour card, the trickle back of their success rate going into the workforce uh, is really good. We've got some really, really good relationships with guys that have that have not made it, and they end up being in the golf industry and end up being uh, staff players of ours for you know for the rest of their life. Well, let's talk about the one that, that did make it that we talked about before off the air, Keegan Bradley. I read a comment that you made about him. Certainly his background, the way he got to where he is, is a story in itself. But you compared him to a running back getting yards after contact and how he's done you know, after, after adversity. Talk about that young man. Well, you know, Keegan Bradley, first of all, is the only American player under 30 years of age that's holding a major championship, which I think uh, him at 25, it says uh, that speaks volumes. Um, and he's a perfect example of how the developmental process, you know, takes place. I mean, uh, he probably wasn't the best player at uh, any age group that he was at. Um, but there's no denying his talent. Uh, there's no denying his his drive, and uh, he's got a 
toughness that uh, is really special, and I think that's probably the, the quote that I made, is, is that he won't come down with an arm tackle, and uh, I think he's proven that time and time again. If anybody saw the putt he made, uh, you know, on the last hole, uh, before he lost in the playoff. I mean, I, I have a hard time describing that type of courage. And uh, I admire that young man uh, uh, immensely. What about his iron shots? You made a comment one time that, I mean, he comes closer to holding shots than anybody you've seen in your career. Well, they they, they have a name for it. I, I was talking to his father a couple weeks ago, and I, I kind of made mention that every time I watch Keegan play, he seems to always kind of hole out maybe two or three times. His father says, we have a name for it. It's called the laser show. I said, well, he does it. And I, actually, I saw him play the other the other day, and uh, it's the same thing. He just he has an, a, an innate ability, uh, something that you can't explain, to where uh, his ball goes in from the fairway or looks like it's going to go in, and he hits a lot of the middle of the fairways, not the sides. So I don't know if you can put uh, put a word on that, but he has something that is uh, that is really uh really special mike dunphy director of player development for cleveland golf and michael jolly player development representative from cleveland joining us michael you're heading to tallahassee now tell us what's going to happen when you hit the ground there and what you're going to be doing the next few days uh you know we have probably 10 or 12 15 staffers that are going to be there this week that uh you know we haven't seen a lot of those guys since uh at some point near the end of last year through the q school process and uh, you know, we have a lot of new equipment that's out. Some of those guys have gotten some of it to this point. But really just going to kind of check in with the guys and see how they're progressing and, you know, make sure they're they're all set to go and they're right frame of mind, you know, mental, you know mentally and make sure they're right from an equipment standpoint uh, to start their year. And uh, there's some things we need to do for them to help them get started and get off to a good start and get on the right track. Uh, we just want to be there for that. So. Michael, another hat you wear along when you're there and when you're back at the office, wherever the office is, you do a lot with the social media and the tour blogs you have. Talk about what's going on there. Yeah, we've we've just, uh, in the last start this year, we just kind of made the decision that, that we needed to push uh, a little more for tour content out to our to our fans and followers and uh, and just kind of try to tell the story of our of our staff players a little more and uh, and, and kind of give some people some insight on to, to what our staff players do from an equipment standpoint. And uh, we've tried to do that with uh, our new Twitter handle at CG Strixon Tour uh, and, and doing a tour blog each week, just kind of highlighting some of the players' stories uh, each week at, at various tour events. How can, uh, how can John Q. Public and John Q. Golfer like me find those? Twitter handle is at CG Strixon Tour. Um, and we, you know, we'll have someone on site just about every week kind of taking some behind-the-scenes photos and, and giving some insight, insight into what our players are working on each week. Uh, and the tour blog is at blog.clevelandgolf.com. Uh, and it just kind of gives a weekly synopsis of, of that particular tour event uh, and, and what our players are working on each week. Blog.clevelandgolf.com is the, the link to the tour blog. Uh, Mike Dunphy, talk about what's going to happen when you hit the ground. Obviously, a lot, a lot with the same thing as Michael's doing, but probably a little deeper in some other areas, too. Well, yeah, I've been going out there for a lot of years now, so I've developed some relationships with the people at the NGA Tour. I think they do a fantastic job uh, with this tour. It's uh, uh, 
you know, it's a tour that runs, you know, the entire uh, week. It's a four-day event. Uh, it, it is similar to a nationwide uh, uh, tour event. They, they do a great job. But uh, we're going to see our staff players. We've got some guys out of the class of 2011 that, uh, that we need to uh, do some work with. And uh, I make sure that uh, even if a guy isn't on staff, we, we have a lot of relationships out there that uh, I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of guys. Uh, shaking their hand and wishing them well for their year because what people have to remember is uh, it's, these guys are all in the same boat. Uh, you know, I can equate it to double-A baseball. Uh, not a lot of glamour. Uh, you got to get things done. And, uh, you know, it's uh, everybody's in the same boat. And I admire, I admire all these guys that uh, are out here trying to, you know, live their dream out and hopefully you have a chance to create opportunity to play on the PGA Tour, but it's uh, it's a lot of fun for us, and uh, we feel like the relationships that we develop daily uh, is important to our company. Well, like you said, Mike, these kids are chasing their dreams, kids, young 20s, mid-20s, and, and so on and so forth. It's kind of like the business world. A lot of times, the phone doesn't ring in our office to tell us we're doing a great job. You know, It rings when there's a problem. Conversely with you, there's probably not a whole lot of kids out there that get to see guys like you week in and week out and say, hey, you guys are doing good. Keep plugging away. And obviously it's an emotional lift for them too. Well, we think so. And, and we, we tell from the very beginning because we're not going to have uh, – we're going to be very selective in our recruiting. So when we take our 8 to 10 players out of the collegiate ranks every year, I mean, we make a we make a decision to have them and then we make good on that decision. And we – we let them know what's uh, expected of them uh, from a contract uh, purpose, and we do our best to, to support them. And uh, we certainly let them know that, that uh, they're going to have to look in the mirror and, uh, and, and be able to be honest with themselves about their improvement, their development. But uh, we certainly uh, have aspirations for them from a timetable of being able to play on the PGA Tour. If, uh, if we didn't, they, they wouldn't be on staff. Every person that we've recruited, we have aspirations for them of the possibility of one day playing on the PGA Tour. It's a very interesting year this year in 2012, and we have not only Keegan Bradley as a, as a second-year player out there, but we have four rookies uh, out there uh, on the PGA Tour this year that came from development in Charlie Belgian, Russell Knox, uh, Ted Potter Jr. and Jason Kokrak, and two of them in the first week out there led were one and two in driving distance with Jason Kokrak and Charlie Belgian. They were uh, fortunately both using our new classic driver. But to have four rookies out there that started the year last year with virtually no status on the Nationwide Tour is uh, is really something special, and we're keeping our eye on these uh, these rookies. They're tremendously talented. Uh, they're all in their mid-20s, and uh, I think that they're the future of uh, Cleveland Golf Strixon for years to come. That's awesome. And let me ask you one more question before we close. You just kind of lobbed it out there, those two words, classic driver. Man, that thing's out there. It looks so good. It looks almost too good to hit. But the guys out there are playing it, and they're playing it well, right? From an equipment standpoint, uh, from all the years I worked uh, on the PGA Tour and, and now, I've, it, is, it, is the, it is the quickest our PGA Tour staff has ever adopted a driver across the board. Essentially every player, there may be one left, but I'm pretty sure almost every player that plays a Cleveland driver on the PGA Tour is playing the classic 290 and within the first month of the season starting. It's really been fun to watch how quickly our players have embraced the driver. It really performs as well as about anything we've seen. Um, 
in the last and, and, and since I've been out there. Yeah, Michael, just you just think about the alumni of drivers that were that you've had. You've had the the launcher family. You've had the high bore family. That's saying a lot. Yeah, it is saying a lot, and it's just it's you know it's it's the first product I can really remember. We've had some great drivers, but it's the one product I can remember. The first one I can remember where players walk by it on the range and they stop and they just want to hit it. It just it just kind of begs to be touched and looked at and hit. And and once guys get it in their hands and they hit it, they're just kind of blown away with the feel and sound and, and the overall performance. So it's, it's really been fun to watch. Well, guys, you've been braving the wind now in north-central Florida for about 15 minutes. It's time to get back in the car and get on the road. We appreciate you stopping, taking the time with us out somewhere near Live Oak, Florida. But uh, it's been great having you and wish you well this week. And maybe we can hook up again later in the year and do it again. This has been fun. Thanks, Tom. We'd, uh, we, we really appreciate uh, Ed and Watt, uh, great, uh, great friends of our company, and we look forward to uh, talking to you again. Take care, guys. Bye. That was great. The two road warriors, Mike Dunphy and Michael Jolly from Cleveland Strixon Golf. Again, that Twitter handle, CG Strixon Tour. And the link to the tour blog is blog.clevelandgolf.com. I also want to encourage everybody, again, visit our Golf Better podcast page, not only to listen to past episodes, but also to register to win for a chance to win some great prizes we give away periodically. This week, we're going to go back to episode Number 120, when we had our friends from TaylorMade Adidas Golf kind enough to give us a Rocket Balls 3-wood to give away to one of our lucky listeners. We're going to announce that name now, and that lucky listener is James Donahoe from Hilton Head Island, South Carolina. Congratulations, James. We'll be getting in touch with you and getting your specs for that 3-wood or any other fairway wood of your choice from the Rocket Balls family from TaylorMade Golf. And also, don't be shy. Click on the Ask the Watts Guys link any question you have for the Watts guys here at Edwin Watts Golf, be it equipment, be it product question, be it something about your game, your swing, click on there. The email link will come up and send any question you have, and we answer each and every one of them. Well, that's going to do it for Episode 125. Thanks again to Mike Dunphy and Michael Jolly from Cleveland Strix on Golf. And thanks again to you, the listeners, for joining us. And we'll do it again next time. We have another episode of Golf Better at edwinwattsgolf.com. So long, everyone.